everyone, and welcome to Almost Real, an honest talk between two friends. My name is Josh. And I'm Camilla. Hi. (laughs) Today, Camilla, I had a thought. I had a thought. But before we get into my thinking and thoughts, how are you doing? What's new with you? How's life? I bought Christmas decorations. (laughs) It's very exciting. I know. I wanted to buy garland. Garland? Is that Mm -hmm. the word? Garland, Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, because I... I saw this DIY thing where you buy a shower curtain rod, you put some garland over it, some bob- bubbles, bubbles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, bubbles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. S- sprinkles, I don't know, anything, stuff. And you can hang it between, um, like, basically the idea was instead of a door, like the place where the door should be, without any hooks or any... So it's an easy attached garland in between your rooms. Basically, I have a very big room, like a living room and a dining room. And in between, there is like an arch, kind of an arch. It's not an arch because it's square. (laughs) Okay. And I wanted to put So like a doorway. Yeah. It's like a doorway. Okay. Yeah. You have a doorway without a door. But it's huge. It's like 230, 230 centimeters. So it's not really for a door. Like 2.3 meters. Yeah. No, I'm confused. 230 <laughs> centimeters is too... You know what? Hey, we're not a math podcast. We're not a science no. podcast. You know what? Honestly, maybe not even that smart of a podcast. <laughs> okay. But an honest um, one. And I don't, I don't know why I'm so fixated on this or so focused on this. Okay. You have a large room with a large... Door, uh, doorway, archway, yeah, sort of, yeah, thing. A, a large space that lets you yeah. to travel from one point to another point through a wall, like a fancy hole in the wall. Is it is it two point three meters or two hundred and thirty centimeters wide or tall? Wide, wide. What? That is very large. I know, right? And that's where I want to put a garland. Two point two point three meters. Okay. Wait, no, 2.3 meters should be 2,300 centimeters. That'd be two kilometers. That'd be... Two... I'm so bad at math. I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> so the, I'm so frustrated beauty... now. Because I'm literally in a computer science department now. And my husband is a mathematician. I feel so bad. <laughs> I'm so excited stuff. for him to listen to this. He already listened to me not knowing his height. Now he will find out that I don't know math. Anyway, what you were asking me, what did I do? I bought some Christmas decoration. I should have yes. stopped there. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, honestly, yes, probably. Okay, so it's 2.3 meters. That's, I would say that's not a doorway. That's just a full, you just don't have a wall there. Yeah, it just literally feels like they removed the wall there. Also, also, I bought a stool that I could use to make a DIY tower helper for my daughter which I was supposed to do years ago. And probably she doesn't need it anymore, but I still gonna do it. <laughs> so obviously you're watching a bunch of DIY stuff. <laughs> obviously <laughs> you are in this like DIY mindset. Now, Camilla, <laughs> yeah. I don't know this about you. This is something I maybe would like to learn because I often will see a project online or get the idea for a project. And then I will buy the materials for the project And then if I get to the project, it's not until many months later. And it always turns out much worse than I was expecting. (laughs) Case in point, I hung a like flexible curtain rod for recording. So that's the sound hopefully is a better quality. I don't know if it's actually working, but it's it looks awful. (laughs) It looks real bad. (laughs) I'll show you sometime. I'll send pictures. But is that 
is it similar with you? Would you say it's fairly similar? You get inspired by something you see online and you're like, I got to do this. It looks so cool. I want to do this so bad. You buy all the stuff to do it. And then it just either sits in the corner for like multiple months or you do it and it doesn't turn out great. Or are you like, I got it. You do it and it looks good. Well, well, well. Actually, you're being it really very coy depends. about this. It really depends if it's a hard project <laughs> or if it's really an de- easy yeah. project. <laughs> no, seriously, because I mean, the problem is that my brain does not really understand how hard some things could be. And whenever I see a DIY project within like 30 seconds, like there is a like, kabam, and there is a gorgeous table, dining table that you could make for just 20 bucks. Uh, with some epoxy and some dried flowers. Come on, you can do that. And I'm like, <laughs> now I'm smart. I go to my dad and I'm like, hey, dad, <laughs> I want to do this. He's like, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, why? And he explains to me how many different equipment I actually really need in order for this to be smooth and beautiful and gorgeous just like on the picture and then i actually count how much money i have to spend on that and that is just for this table i'm like okay i'm just going to ikea and i'm just gonna buy a dining table yeah a lot of the time these things are not cheap Um. no no yeah but 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 Mm -hmm. but 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 Mm -hmm. there are lots Mm -hmm. of projects for like kids and they take much less time and much less equipment. And I do. I try to do most of them because they're interesting. But the main problem is... So it's not is for that... your daughter. It's for you. No, it's for my daughter. It's for my daughter. <laughs> is it? Because it's... it's a... You're like, I like to do them. They're interesting. And they're easy. And they're not it's that just... expensive. He's cut to Camilla with like some pipe cleaner making little flowers. <laughs> Alice is sitting in the corner like, Mommy, can I play? And you're like, no, 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 no. Mommy's got to figure this out first. It hurts. (laughs) Oh, is it Uh, true? (laughs) I think my mom thinks that I like it more than Alice, but the problem is... You do. (laughs) That's the problem? Kind of. I mean, the thing is that I want my daughter to be excited about them as well, Mm -hmm. but anytime I do them... Well, some of them are cool. Some of them are just... The problem is that um, it's developed differently. And some kids are into one things and some kids are into other things. And there is no like real basic line for them all. Like lots of mom are trying to see like all this developmental stages. But the problem is that like my daughter was way ahead in some aspects of life development and way behind in others. And up till now, she's very like it's it fluctuates a lot. And I guess it's normal. All kids are very different. So whenever I see a DIY activity for a two-year-old, I try to make it, but she doesn't always like it. (laughs) I just, the whole time you're explaining about like, this kid is different because, you know, they're more advanced than this. This kid is, you know, not as advanced than this, but they're really good at this. I'm thinking, are you comparing yourself to your daughter? Like, (laughs) you're like, this kid, me, Camilla, is really good at making pipe cleaner flowers. But this kid, my daughter, not so good at making pipe cleaner flowers. But we all develop differently. We're all no, at different stages no, in our lives, in our journey, our DIY journeys. I'm talking about actual kids I see in my life because I see lots of kids now and they're very different. I actually never imagined how kids uh, are different from like 
day one they're born. I thought they kind of develop their personality later. And at the beginning, they're all kind of the same. No. They, they, they kind of are, though. Like, no. a three-week-old is basically going to be the same mostly across the board. All right. All right. Well, three weeks old, probably. Although, still. You said you said fresh born. And I'm thinking a crying I mean, potato is pretty pretty similar. They are crying differently. They're That's crying different for accents. Different... They, they speak differently. They're, they're crying for different reasons. No, they are. Mm, the way they sleep. The sleeping patterns like some kids don't like to bathe some kids like it it's um no okay fine the the moment i realized that is probably when we met with our antenatal group and our kids were about six months old mm-hmm. and some of them started crawling some of them st- did not um and just the way they explored the world was so different there was one boy and he was he literally crawled away from everyone like as far as he could from his mom he didn't care where his mom was he just wanted to explore like alice was more of a like she wanted to communicate she wanted to see what others are up to she's like okay let's see there were other kids who were like i don't really know what's happening oh there are some toys here i'm gonna play with them so and they're like they're already into different things even though they don't have that many things to be into but there you go yeah i you know i will agree with you 6 months and and kind of more i think i mean of course the older kids get the more different they become um, 100% yeah it's it's just it is what it is and especially if you are i don't know in your late 20s or if you're 2 years old it changes again how well you're going to make a pipe cleaner flower, right? Or how are you going to learn math? Probably never. Yeah. What are centimeters, meters, and kilometers? Who who even know? You will never know. <laughs> or maybe you will one day, but not today. <laughs> Just see you going to the store looking being like, okay, I need to get a kilogram of flour. No, that's so much. That's a thousand grand. I never wanted to buy a kilo of flowers. Oh no, a flour, like the flour, like the, the stuff you bake with. A kilogram of flour is not a lot of flour. Baking flour? Oh, flour, flour. Oh, that's like, I have this problem. Anytime people ask me like, what's my daughter's name is? I'm like, Alice. And they're like, what? I'm like, Alice, like, like Alice in Wonderland. And they're like, oh, Alice. And they say it somehow a little bit differently, but it sounds the same to me. And I'm like, I just said that. Why are you repeating the same? Although, as I've been calling her Alison for like, first whole year i started but her doubting, name's like, not allison though, i know right? i know and why I are like, you calling your child by the wrong name what is this camilla i can call my child whatever i want no you know fair 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 you're gonna end up paying for the therapy when she's <laughs> you know in her teens so it's you know it so well anyway I do call her now Zaychik in Russian. For those who don't know Russian, Zaychik is is bunny in. And yeah, and she looks at me and she says, Alice bunny. <laughs> but sometimes she's like, Alice is not, Alice not bunny. I'm like, you don't want me to call you bunny? She's like, no, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing, Josh? I'm doing well. There's not a ton that's new with me. Um... A quick update, Josh Wilson update. Got laser eye surgery not that long ago. Went well. It's it's such a short and relatively painless process. The worst part is, you know, they're telling you, okay, are you okay with like confined spaces? Are you okay with 
lying down on your back, etc., etc. Are you okay with the smell of burning? And instantly your mind goes to, oh, I get to smell my eyeball burn as they shoot a high-powered laser at it. This is not the case. It's it's there is a burning smell, but it it's like the smell of ozone burning. It's like the the smell of laser, which is unpleasant, but not as much as like burning skin. So yeah, oh, <laughs> Camilla's moving cameras around. Lauren. Not even listening to my stories. You I ask am the listening. Question, I am listening. And then you, oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Josh, how are you doing? How are you doing? Let me just adjust my cameras and lights. I'm and... all ears. I'm all ears. I was just up in Quesnel, BC, which is a small town about eight hours north of Vancouver, uh, north northeast. Yeah, so I uh, did a show up there with my sister and my mom. Oh, I saw, I saw, I saw your wife's stories on Instagram. I think it was from that show. I didn't even know she posted stories from there. Yes, it was a fun show. I had a good time. I think the show went really well. We were just there for the weekend. Then we came back down. I have a couple of upcoming improv shows, flying off to Russia soon, see some family. So hopefully, fingers crossed that that goes well. Because there's still there's still some small concerns about... Small. Small concerns. The moment my mom found out that you're going to Russia, she, she was like, no, 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 no. But... I hope everything will be all right. Everything will be fine. I will be fine. Fingers crossed. Just in case I know great lawyers, give me a call. I'll help. Okay, perfect. Awesome. So yeah, that's that's basically it. That's basically all that's new with me. Anyway, well, now that we've caught up with each other, Camilla, I think it's time to get into the meat of the episode. Sure. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. Um. So... <laughs> So my my thought, my idea, my brain process, as it were, is there are these 36 questions that have been proven, I say with massive quotes around the word proven, to make people fall in love, right? So I'm a little skeptical. Let's see. I'm a little skeptical. I've already, I've already, what? I already did a heart. You already made a heart. We're already there. We can probably skip down to question number 24. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is you ask these 36 questions, ask and answer, you share this, and then at the end you hold eye contact for four minutes. Oh, you yeah. stare into each other's eyes for four minutes. Okay. Now, that's not great for podcasting. <laughs> uh, or probably really video for that matter. So I thought <laughs> we'd probably skip that. Yeah, and so I thought this was a good way for us to maybe fall in love with each other and maybe the audience to fall in love with us as well and us to fall in love with the audience, even though they're only listening. They can post their answers to the questions. They can give us some feedback and we'll fall in love with them as well. So I thought just a lot of love, just a lot of love today. All right. Okay. Let's get into it. Well, since, since, <laughs> since I'm the one with the questions, I guess I'll ask the questions and... Yeah, we'll maybe take turns answering or go through it. We'll figure it out as we go. There's no hard set rule. But yeah, here's the first set of questions. And question number one, Camilla, are you ready? Okay. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Brian Gosling. I knew he was going to be Ryan Gosling! <laughs> I knew it. I absolutely knew it. Sorry. I just I just watched a few <laughs> videos with him. I'm like, damn. 
I know he's married, and All I'm right. married, but damn. <laughs> if the stars aligned, right? Well, no, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess my answer would be, who would I? I don't even see. This is the hard part. Is I have anyone in the world to choose to have dinner with? I'm gonna choose. I want to say Ian McKellen. Oh, yeah, I would love to sit down with Ian McKellen and just just talk. I think that would be incredible. Yeah, true. All right, question one done. How are we feeling? I'm thinking about Ryan Gosling and Ian McKellen now. <laughs> Ooh, what a pair! What a match that would be. Actually, Fun think, little three way. I think it. I think it would be a bad match. I don't think so. Two incredibly charming people getting together. Like I would be. For me, if I was to have dinner with Ryan Gosling and Ian McKellen, I would just be so nervous and worried that I was never, like, I'm never going to be as cool as them. Oh. I'm never going to be as, like, interesting. It's not about well, that. I, 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 the bar is so high. Oh, come and I'm, on. I'm, I, can, I can barely jump a meter <laughs> over the fence. And we're back to math. Um, we're always back to math. All right. Well, question number two. Yeah. Question number two. Would you like to be famous? And in what way would you like to be famous? Wow. Well, yes, I would. I would. <laughs> I have been thinking about this a lot. Um, I always changed my mind. But I think that the real and the truthful answer is that I would love to be famous. Would I love to be famous? Uh, actually for being the true me, the true self, I'm funny and I love to make people laugh and have fun. And just for my personality, I guess. I don't know in what way it could be shown, consumed, I don't know, described. But yeah, just for being me. It's just, it's just me saying that, oh, please, people love me. <laughs> my answer to the question would I like to be famous? No, absolutely not. Fame, fame is, is breeds chaos. It's, I don't know. I don't know if I want that many people in my life. So I myself would not like to be famous, but I would like the work that I do to be famous. So I don't necessarily need, like my gratification would come from, you know, being involved with something or being involved with someone or doing a project or a thing that became bigger than myself. Mm. Um, so maybe I was known to be tied to it, but maybe people just don't care about me. I think that would be fantastic because I don't, I don't want to deal with the, you know, people asking for autographs and wanting to take pictures and, you know, that's fun and that's cool for a bit, but like to be like truly famous and to have, you can't go out to a cafe to eat lunch? That sounds awful. You still can. What's the problem? You're going to be constantly interrupted. Oh. Right? Oh. Now you want to change your answer? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sort of thinking of like famous people I know who I would probably want to be like, mm -hmm. like as famous. Mm -hmm. And they are pretty like big deals. Um, and I started thinking maybe I, well, I mean, there is also like, anyway, let's not, let's get back to the questions. Let's keep going. Okay. So number three, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? Why? Never. Never. 
Never. Whoa. It's always completely improvised. Whoa. Wild. Why? Yeah. Why don't you practice? I don't know. You just don't care? <laughs> no, I'm just, I love to be spontaneous. Um, I kind of, maybe the only thing, if it's an important call, then I'd point out for myself the things that I need to cover within the call and uh, during the call. And uh, yeah, that I'd have. I usually forget about the notes that I have while I'm talking because, yeah, I just love to improvise and go with the flow. It's very different. It all is always very different, depending on the person you're talking to. Also, when I was little, I usually made to toasts. And weird enough, I was always expected to give a speech, even though I was very young. And everyone was very moved by all the speeches I made every time. And I was so proud mm -hmm. that they were all improvised because they were based on a good level of knowledge of a person I was talking about. Um, and like my wish to bring like the best out of this person and like to show how good or what good is in the future for this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just loved that. I love the feeling of spontaneous things. I love improv. Yeah. So no, I never, never rehearse on, I only if like, it's a huge speech. I'd probably rehearse in front of it's very important speech did i think i rehearsed my dissertation you think you rehearsed your dissertation i think i think i think i rehearsed the, the presentation yeah i'm not sure though because i mean if i know the stuff i don't i mean and i have the slide i don't need to really properly script out it's so interesting so i definitely rehearse what i'm going to say if i'm making a phone call all mm. the time. Less so, though, with like presentations or things like that. That I'm usually a bit more freeform with. But there's something about the phone that I find very intimidating and I get very anxious about. Maybe it's because I'm a millennial. Uh, maybe it's because, you know, we only want to text. We never want to call on the phone. But there's there's an intimidation to just speaking on the phone that I uh, I get anxious about. So I have to like I guess to mentally prepare myself and I do it like subconsciously. I just, I just start speaking and then have an idea of where I'm going. I'm not a fan of telephone calls and I'm always like this person, like, I don't want to pick this up. No, I'm not going to call it. Oh, hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Is this been all, <laughs> are you all right? And stuff like that. So I'm always like this. And my husband always like, he's like, what the hell? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but yeah. I'm like that. I am. There is a phrase for this. Like I'm a hidden introvert. Like I'm an extroverted introvert. <laughs> so like, I don't want to talk to people, but if I get to talk to people, I'm pretty comfortable with that. What I know about you, Camilla, I'd probably say you're more extroverted, definitely more than myself. <laughs> Although I did think we were kind of on the same level, but yeah, as long as we're doing this podcast, <laughs> I'm super introverted. <laughs> Yeah, you're much more introverted yeah. than I thought you yeah, were. Yeah, I don't want to be famous. Um, all right. <laughs> Question number four. Yeah. What would uh -huh. constitute a perfect day for you? Hmm. I guess going for a walk, doing something quiet. Like, yeah, just listening to some sounds around. Maybe filming some videos. I love filming videos. And I also love filming and taking pictures. Maybe doing that. Would I love to do some work? No. Would I love to think about my startup ideas that I have and people who I can talk to? Yes. Would I love to talk to someone? I'd love to meet with some friends. That'd be nice. I'd go to the theater. Yeah. I'd go to a show. 
I'd love to perform myself if there would be an opportunity. And what else can I pack in the day? I'd love to spend time with my daughter and my husband, just like a chill day out. And yeah, maybe a nice dinner with my husband alone. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. So you have a day of going for walks with your family, dinner with your husband, meeting with friends, going to the theater, watching a show, performing in a show. So that sounds lovely. That sounds like a great day. My perfect day would be something where I'm busy, but I'm not rushed. So like, there's stuff to do, but I always have enough time to like get to the place I need to go or do the thing I need to do. I never feel like I'm rushed or under pressure. Everything's like, just works. I know that myself, I don't do well if it is like, this is a nothing day, right? Like this is a day we, I can just sit on the computer and watch shows or play video games or whatever it is. I don't do great in that. I need to have something somewhat productive. So a perfect day for me is a productive and full day, but not a busy day. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's intriguing. I'd yeah. Say. Yeah. And it probably would involve some sort of maybe performance or meeting with people or some sort of social thing. Quiet, probably social thing. And yeah, maybe hanging out with my wife. <laughs> Question number five. I think, I think we're both going to have an answer to this. When did you last sing to yourself? To someone else i sat in the car to i sat in the car tonight today i don't think i i don't think i've sung yet today but definitely yesterday almost every day i actually will know if i'm not doing well mentally if it's been a while since i've sung to myself yeah, yeah. same yeah. actually same yeah. anytime i start singing i'm like ooh, i'm all right <laughs> uh and i often sing to my wife Probably much to her chagrin. <laughs> I often sing to my daughter. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. Although recently, anytime she listens to music, she tells me no singing, mommy. And I'm like, ooh, <sighs> that's hard, but okay. <laughs> I often also sing to my cat. Anyway, number six. <laughs> <laughs> if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old, for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? So if I keep the body, I keep the brain of a 90-year-old. Your, yes, your brain is old and ages. Oh, I probably have dementia. It's potentially, potentially not. There's people who are whip-crack smart. No, let's keep the mind of a 30-year-old. I can always work on my body. It's a bit harder to work on a brain if you have dementia already. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I would also probably choose mind, mostly because... I see my grandpa now, and my grandpa is, he's 89, 88, 89, upper 80s, and physically, great health, you know, still able to walk on his own, unsupported, move around, but his mind is going, and it's so hard to see, and it's scary, because that's one of my biggest fears, is to lose my mental facilities, I'm so shocked how much in common you have with my husband more than with me. Because <laughs> I always thought that you're an extrovert. Turns out you're an introvert. I'm, you and I are very similar. <laughs> Except he's a lot smarter. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? No, I, 
I definitely know what I want people to do with my body after. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to die. I think if I'm going to die, I'm probably going to die because of ill health. (laughs) Something I don't, I feel like I don't take care of myself as well as I should. Diabetes or Uh, something along those lines. A fall, maybe. (laughs) I'm a pretty clumsy person. I've gotten very lucky with not being super injured by some things, but I've definitely had some pretty bad accidents and I was in my 20s and I was fine. And now in my 30s, you worry more. You worry more about a trip or a fall, things you might be slower to get up from. So something like that or something stupid. I could see something stupid happening like a escaped rhinoceros plowing into my car. And that's how I become famous. Anyway, <laughs> now, now for question eight, we have to name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Three things we I have in common. I to- just told you I'm so confused by how many <laughs> things in common you have with my husband rather than me. But it's about you now. I knew. You. Um, let's say we love D&D. Yes. We do love D&D. We love improv. We do love improv. We do love a good chat. We love a good chat. Cool. Thanks for giving me tough stuff now. Three <laughs> things I think we both uh, love to sing. We both love music. We do. I think. True. Uh, that's yeah. fair to say. We are both, we both like uh, traveling and like living abroad, I think, like expanding that circle. No, am I wrong? Whatever. It's just a peer. <laughs> it doesn't have to be all actually. Right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> it appears all right. like. Uh, like. It appears like, and third thing that appears like we have in common, we both like to date introverts. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah, yeah, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, number nine. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Oh, for my daughter. Mm, That's easy. Easy. No, really. Uh, She's great. My wife cheesy answer but 100 yeah yeah, 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 yeah. uh flying through them now if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be oh i have an answer me too okay go ahead <laughs> i'd be praised for what i do more rather than criticized Ooh, that's a good one i mean did get a lot of like constructive criticism not like that i've been horribly manipulated and criticized but my parents felt like they needed to let me know the truth all the time and the real like criticism but i'd love some just blind support fair enough right yeah for me it would be that i would have been made or forced to do more chores around the house i was very fortunate quote unquote that (laughs) I don't know. Fortunately, my mother was quite particular about how clean the house needed to be. And often if I was asked to clean or do something, I would do it, but I would often not do it well. And this is like a weaponized incompetence thing. A lot of men employ, which I am working hard against now and 
I've identified it because it's okay to do things wrong and you learn and you get better at it. It doesn't matter. I can load the dishwasher. It's fine. But yeah, it's my mom would, would just like, she would just vacuum instead or whatever. If Or if my room was getting mm. too messy, she's like, I can't live with this. I have to clean your room. And she would just go in and clean my room. So I wish that I had been, I had been asked to and expected to do more chores and maintain the house better because when I first like moved out, awful at it and you know it still carries on uh you know 12 13 14 years later it's good that you think about it and try to change that that's already that's something. that's the tiny thing steps. right yeah tiny that's the tiniest step the actual big step is doing the thing that i'm saying words are easy actions are hard question 11 and camilla this is the second last question in the first set so uh question 11 Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Four minutes on the clock. Wow. I start. I can start if you'd like. You've been starting for most things. Okay. Four minutes to tell my life story. So uh, I was born in Vancouver, but raised in Surrey. Growing up, I don't remember the first house we lived in. We had like a little duplex or something. I just remember hearing stories about this. But we moved after my sister was born, maybe she was about a year old, into a larger house. And this is where sort of my first core memories are. Uh, things I remember about living in that house was just like weird little memories you get. My mom doing painting the walls of the house and taking a sponge and doing like a sponge texture thing, which is probably really big in the 90s, but it's not really a thing anymore. And I think I helped out with that like a little bit before I got tired and was like, I'm done with this. Like I saw, you know, any three or four year old would do. There was another renovation thing that was happening and all of like the furniture from the living room and was all piled up in boxes. And there was like these tons of boxes. And I was like, oh, it's so fun to like go in and explore and like go around there, even though it was I was not allowed to because it's dangerous. Good friend, like one of my best friends were my neighbors there was Spencer who lived beside me, but he ended up moving like a couple streets away later on. And then there was Shemek who was on the other side of me. And Shemek and I became friends because when I was in grade two, I believe, we were in gym class and I got a ball kicked into my face and my nose was bleeding and I was crying because, you know, I'm like six years old. And he was the person who walked me to the office to like get medical help. <laughs> and he like talked me down and he was really nice to me. So yeah, he was he was a really good friend of mine. And of course, my friend Braden, who lived like up the road a bit too. When I was in grade three, we moved to Chilliwack. I went to a school called Unsworth Elementary. And then eventually to Watson Elementary, from Watson Elementary to your timing, checking the time, <laughs> to Slessie, Mount Slessie Middle Two School, to Sardis, two minutes left, Sardis Secondary School. We already talked about this, but I did lose my friends moving from elementary to, to middle school. And then sort of after moving to from middle school to high school, about the first year, I lost another group of friends graduated high school, went to university at the University of the Fraser Valley. My first year there, though, it was the University College of the Fraser Valley. After my first year, it got its university status. 
approved. So it was officially a university of the Fraser Valley. Studied there for five years. Took a little bit longer for me to get my degree. Failed a couple of classes that I had to retake. Very, very basic ones like English 101, I think I failed. Philosophy 101 the first year I failed. And I had to retake them to graduate. That's something that my family doesn't know. My mom would be mortified. I failed a Shakespeare class because I just didn't show up because it was late in the evening and it was so boring and it was an expensive one. My parents also paid for my education, so they were paying for these classes that I failed, which is a little bit of a guilt thing I've always kind of held with me. After graduating university, I moved to Burnaby, BC and was roommates with my good friend Casey. We were roommates for a year before we moved out. I started working at a pet food supply company. I moved in with my sister and then I worked as a door-to-door fundraiser. And then I uh, quit that and I got a job offer in Russia. I moved to Russia and I started teaching English at a school. I met my future wife, came back to Canada, didn't think I'd ever go back to Russia again, went back to Russia again, lived there for eight years, got married and came back to Canada. And uh, now I'm trying to figure out the Canada stuff. <laughs> and that's where I'm at. Ta-da! Ding-ding. Whoa, it's actually four minutes. Um... Okay, I finished my four-minute story of my, my life story in as much detail as possible. It is your turn, Camilla. It is your oh, turn right. for your four-minute yeah. story. So I was born in Moscow. I was born and raised in Moscow. I, My parents moved a lot when I was little. I don't really remember that. One of my grandma was in Moscow. Another one was in Vyazma. It's a city in Smolensk Oblast. And we traveled there a lot. Um, I absolutely loved doing that, even though my parents told me that I was scared of my other grandma. And I'm very sad that that happened. But I mean, what can we do? We were little. Yeah, so uh, it's not really, not really important. I was thinking a lot uh, since I was a little kid. Then I got into school. I struggled a lot with friends because everyone was thinking that I was like the girl with a high morale and they were afraid to tell me that they smoke or that they drank and stuff like that. Even though I did some of this stuff, uh, not all. I mean, I didn't really get into drinking up until I was in college, I think. Neither did I smoke because I was singing all the time and I was really afraid of having problems with my voice. Mm. Yeah, I have a very interesting breakthrough moment when I was a teenager, when I went to New York uh, to my friends. I fell in love. Oh my God. It was like, wow. And it was a very romantic love. We, were, we didn't say each other that we love each other up until we left, uh, up until I left, which was interesting because... Um, we talked a lot. We went to lovely walks and uh, then we shared extremely beautiful letters with each other. I think I was seeking that kind of love later. I was trying to exchange letters with another boy, like real letters that she sent through post, but it didn't go anywhere because uh, I was basically the only one writing them. He was like, oh yeah, they're great. They're great. They, I love that. But he never actually wrote anything like that. That sucked. Then I went to college. And I studied political science and I really quickly got into politics in Russia. And I worked with Navalny and Gulbenkian Gutkov and Romanova and I absolutely loved it. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I loved that. I got really burned out real quickly. And then, uh, yeah, I burned out. I changed fields. Then I moved to another country. I changed fields again. I was working in IT here. And then I got a daughter 
And there was also COVID before that. And life changed dramatically in all aspects for me. Uh, and I'm still, I think, trying to adjust to the situation. I think I skipped a lot. But I mean, it's a life story told in a short amount of time. Of course, you're skipping a lot. All right. And our final question for set one is, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Uh, okay. Uh, I, the first thing that came to my mind was either motivation, determination, or perseverance. I find that I just the way I'm am if i want to start something often i start it strong but fall off pretty quick so either i lose motivation or i'm not persistent in the thing that i want to do um whatever that may be so i think yeah probably probably persistence staying on the task at hand and keeping going even when it's difficult even when i don't want to do it Rather than being motivated, I'm quite motivated to do things. I'm quite motivated to to do the things that I'm interested in doing, but it's the perseverance to stick with something when it gets difficult, when it gets hard, when it's not something easy to do. And there's few things in my life that I've stuck with because they, uh, even when they got difficult, in spite of them not being easy. And I would like to have more things that I would stick with. So the quality I would like to have or ability I would like to have is perseverance to continue to do the things that I'm interested in, even when maybe I'm no longer am interested in it. Wow, that's deep. Because the first things that came up to my mind were very dumb, mm. like coding or doing video <laughs> editing better. But after you said, I... Those are great. Actually, yeah, but like, not that... I think the thing that I came up, so basically what I'd like to have is stop worrying about what other people would think of me or, yeah, or just, or just generally stop comparing myself to other people, stop worrying about other people more than I worry about myself and just, um, yeah, care about myself more and finally learn how to accept compliments because I... Like anytime, anytime people tell me like, hey, you, you did a great thing. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's not that a big deal. And I was like, ah, it's not really, it's not really, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have that. Well, there is another Perfect. one. Oh, but it's, um. Oh, okay. It's it's just let's one. do the other one. Just one. Just be just one. I'd yeah. love oh, I don't to. Care. <laughs> I'd love we to. We make the rules, know. Camilla. <gasps> oh my God. Um, I already fall. In, I'm already falling in love with you. Um, oh, look at that! <laughs> I'd love to. I forgot what I wanted to say. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> remember the things that I want to say. I'd love to be able to remember the things that I want to say. Be, that'd be nice. What did I want to say? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I'd love to know what I want to do in life in terms of like career or project perspective because i i'm struggling a lot realizing what i want to do what kind of job i want to find and i maybe come up to thinking that i'm i will never be a fit for one role 
So I'm probably a better project person. I'd probably just hop from one project to another and I'd never be like product manager for my whole life. And I'd grow from <laughs> a junior one to a regular one and then to a senior one to a probably a potential chief product officer. I hate hierarchy of that kind of sort. I don't like corporate world. Anyway, that was not about that. Um, but about me struggling to find the true purpose of my life. I also love this video as how just listen to your inner self and you will hear <laughs> the voice within. And it will tell you where to go. No, I mean, I don't trust myself. I don't trust my inner voice. My, it's quite negative. My, I don't know about you, but my inner voice is quite negative. No, my neck. Well, I, mm, my inner voice always tells me like, Camilla, you gotta eat this chocolate bar. It's waiting for you. And here is this meringue roulette that you bought. You love it, and you know you love it. You gotta have it now. Although, no, I don't. Anyway. So, that's set one of these 36 questions. We'll, we'll get more into it in the next episode, I think. This has been fun. I've learned a lot about you. Hopefully you've learned a little bit more about me. I did. Yeah, it's just that that much closer to falling in love. So it's very exciting. I, th I feel like it should be smooth operator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. Um. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, next we'll be we'll be doing more of these questions uh, and learning just a little bit more about each other. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. This has been Josh and Camilla. Camilla. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. We'll see y'all soon. Bye-bye.